The Lord be with you and also with you. The word became flesh and dwells among us. Glory to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. We welcome you to this service of ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your decision self-selections of forms of ministry in our midst, and come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. On this Christmas Sunday, 2011, we especially welcome you to the celebration of the Christmas gospel. Flocks were sleeping, shepherds keeping vigil till the morning knew, saw the glory, heard the story, tidings of a gospel true. Thus rejoicing, free from sorrow, praises voicing, greet the morrow, Christ the babe is born for you. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
pray together. O God, you make us glad by the yearly festival of the birth of your only Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that we, who joyfully receive him as our Redeemer, may with sure confidence behold him when he comes to be our judge, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Be seated. A lesson from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 52, verses 7 through 10. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your sentinels lift up their voices. Together they sing for joy. For in plain sight they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
lesson from the Epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. And he sustains all things by his powerful word. When he had made purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in praying Psalm 98 with the antiphon. Lord, a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John, chapters 1, verses 1 through 14. Glory to you, Lord. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All, thing came, all things came into him, into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The word of the Lord. pause in this uh, happy hour 
on this joyous day to say a word of greeting both to those who are listening from afar, whom we now imagine in our midst here, and to those who have gathered here at Marsh Chapel on this Christmas day, especially to those who have family visiting and friends we extend our embrace and a warm welcome here. We are in a season of giving, and as we come toward this morning's sermon, which as Marilyn Robinson wrote in this morning's paper and wrote well, a sermon is meant to take an acknowledged truth and make it a profound realization. May that be so. We recognize that uh, gifts reflect givers. And as we pause before the sermon, we recognize the gifts around us, the Christmas tree, a gift visible before us, adorned, lit. Behind it, plans, an idea, a committee meeting, purchase, transport, setup, decoration, all. The gift reflects the giver. We have musicians who have given of themselves to be here on Christmas Day. No small gift. Here they are. We hear them in instrument and voice. But behind their gift, we surmise, we sense, all manner of preparation and practice, even in words of encouragement which they heeded earlier in their lives, you have a beautiful voice. I sense you have a musical rhythm. Gift reflects giver. Some of us enjoyed the service of Blue Christmas some weeks ago, wherein for an hour of devotion we recognized together that this season of lights also carries some darkness. And we honestly and prayerfully met that moment the gift of a service, but behind it, an idea, a pastoral imagination, the quickening of a process, the gathering of participants, a liturgy. Gift reflects giver. And so at the gift of the manger, the birth of Jesus Christ, God's Son, our Savior, our Lord, the gift reflects the giver. The son reflects the father. The babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, reflecting the giver. We sense the gift and see the gift, but we probe, we surmise. We sense the presence of the giver. On this season, this day, of givers and gifts, we welcome one and all to this service, this Christmas Sunday service here in Marsh Chapel. Will you pray with me? May the words spoken and heard be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Christmas is a time for stories because we begin again at this time to make the saving connection between our one story and the eternal story of Jesus Christ, our Christmas presence. You spell that P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, presence. 
When we were little, Jan and I lived out in the west together under the big sky, though we did not know each other, she near Denver and I in Las Vegas. And we were not to hold hands for another 15 Christmas Eves, nor to become engaged for another 20, nor for another 25 to construct a child's play kitchen at 2 a.m., opening the box marked a frightful warning, some assembly required. She was a toddler while her dad read Paul Tillich for a PhD dissertation in Denver at the Iliff School of Theology. He commuted from school to church on the train, reading a book with each eye as you do in graduate school. He went there after a master's degree in electrical engineering on the strength of a Life magazine article titled, They're Training a New Kind of Minister in Denver. At the same time, I was a toddler in the desert sands of Las Vegas while my dad was a chaplain at the Nellis Air Force Base. He went there after undergraduate pre-medical study and divinity school in Boston. They both were leaders, one the captain of the football team, the other the president of the senior class. They came of age when leaders who wanted to make a difference headed away from engineering and medicine and toward the ministry. All this was nearly 55 years ago. The Cold War, Joe McCarthy, Elvis, the Mickey Mouse Club, Patty Page, and the Hula Hoop, and Paul Tillich. Paul Tillich is probably the last and only name of a modern theologian that more than 10% of contestants on a game show in our country could recognize, maybe 5%. His was one of the last great theological attempts in simple yet systematic language to connect the story of life with the story of Christ and to do so in a way that would work, as the gospel says, for all the people. I smiled last week when I read again his foreword to the 1957 volume. I hope, he wrote, to receive much valuable criticism of the substance of my thought as I did with the first volume. But I cannot accept criticism as valuable, which merely insinuates that I have surrendered the substance of the Christian message because I have used a terminology which consciously deviates from the biblical or ecclesiastical language. Without such deviation, I would not have deemed it worthwhile to develop a theological system for our period. As Jan, at age three, fingered the bulbs and lights of a tree in the parsonage of Onega, Kansas, her dad read Tillich on the train home from Denver. He read, I know he must have, how Tillich translated the old words about faith to words more current and true. And they are still true. And hearing them this morning can mean lasting health, real salvation. Said Tillich, we receive the Christmas presents in three modes, by participation, by acceptance, and by transformation. First, the story of Christ grasps and embraces your story by causing you to participate in his. This is the whole substance of Christmas, the reason for the season, and the reason you are here this morning or listening on the radio this morning. And by the way, again, a special personal Merry Christmas greeting to our faithful radio congregation today. That is, one way or another, 
you are participating. It is the reason the musician frets over the carols, the ushers welcome you, the preacher offers a sermon, and in the beauty, the silence, and the majesty of this one beautiful day within the great day of God, together we participate. Christ has surrounded your hurt and your desire and your longing with his healing and with his love. And that is surely good news. Second, the story of Christ grasps and embraces your story somewhere along the tough road of life by whispering to you, you are accepted. If only you will accept the fact that deep in the heart of the universe, we may call it for the moment, the ground of all being, there is a happy acceptance of just who you are, the real you, the authentic only you, your one story. God loves you. God accepts you. You have things you regret. Welcome to the human race. God accepts all that too. You are not perfect. Welcome to the human race. God accepts that too. You are prone to error, certain to die. Welcome to the human race. God accepts your error and mortality because God accepts you. And someday, one day, perhaps this day, may it be so, you are going to feel, believe, trust, know, understand, and accept your acceptance by Almighty God. May it be so this Christmas morning, 2011. You are in the region first trodden by shepherds and lowly folk near Bethlehem of Judea when the news broke. God accepts, God loves, God accepts you, God loves you. Today we might say, in addition, you are connected. Uh, some years ago I ordered a computer by phone that's always a mistake. Whatever else, please make sure if you do so that the machine has a modem in it or it will not work. Of course, it arrived without the modem and we spent fumbling days installing the wrong and then the right little piece to connect. We were connected, but we had to connect with our connection to see what condition our condition was in, that is, you are connected, so connect with your connection. Third, the story of Christ grasps and embraces your story over time by transforming your life from one of self-centered striving to one of centered selfhood that frees others and loves others and gives to others. From self centered to centered self. You will be surprised how steadily this transformation develops, which has occurred in potential already by virtue of your simple participation this morning, and whose power is felt in your own acceptance and your accepting 
of your acceptance, and may that be this Christmas morning, too. That is, there is something new, loose in the universe, a Christmas presence who saves us by causing us to participate, by freeing us to accept, and by transforming us step by step, day by day, into loving people. And maybe after he assembled, Jan's father did, the tricycle at Christmas in the mid-1950s, her dad may have made a sermon note, joy of participation, joy of acceptance, joy of transformation, peace, goodwill to all. That very same Christmas, a few hundred miles to the southwest, the midnight communion service on the Air Force base in Las Vegas was ending early on Christmas Day. After the last candles were doused, a humbler, perhaps truer, quiet ritual of Christmas presence began. It was the determined habit on that Air Force base of the provost marshal to spend Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, the wee hours of Christmas morning, visiting lonely airmen who walked the perimeter guard around Nellis Air Force Base. This particular night was a crisp, starlit Christmas Eve, but very cold out in the desert. Robert Redford's film, Desert Bloom, beautifully depicts the era and the location. The provost marshal asked the chaplain to go along. They took with them in the VW van canisters of coffee and cocoa and cookies baked by the major's wife. Interestingly, someone left two such canisters and four tubs of casserole in the chapel yesterday, an anonymous gift from an anonymous giver to an anonymous recipient. Thank you very much. That cold night, through the night, they drove provost marshal and chaplain all around that base, a site then for nuclear testing during those early Cold War years. And they were still at it when dawn came on Christmas Day, as it has this morning. They visited 18 posts. At each, the routine was the same. The major offered the refreshments to the men only men then, and then shouldered the man's weapon and walked off into the desert to take the man's turn at walking the half mile along the perimeter. The provost marshal walked each man's post while the chaplain talked to the airman. You know, the old English root of the word believe is to be near to. I had heard this story many times growing up, but I had forgotten it until a few summers ago when my dad and I were talking about the North Star, a sign of promise in our experience with the night sky, and he recalled again his experience on Christmas out in the desert so many years ago. That night was a beautiful night. The stars beckoned from horizon to horizon and cold. Finally, the base marshal and the chaplain came to the flight line. Well past midnight, they drove on by acres of airplanes worth millions of dollars, jets, 
crop plains all. Along the fence and guarding those millions of dollars worth of government machinery, there stood at one post a 19-year-old airman second class. The major repeated the procedure, offering refreshment, shouldering the weapon, walking off into the cold desert, leaving the chaplain alone with the young man. It did not take long for the chaplain to discover that this particular 19-year-old was not going to be easy to talk to. The chaplain tried everything, a joke, a question, a comment, a verse of scripture, everything he could think of to draw him out. Nothing worked. Probably the chaplain in a first lieutenant's uniform and being a little older was somewhat intimidating to the boy. So they just stood there in the silence, in the cold, in the silent, still cold. The chaplain shivered, the airman second class drank his cocoa, and there was black, dark, quiet. They gazed at that remarkable sky as the dawn was coming up and shivered and sipped. Until at last, the young man began to talk. First a little information, then a little more about his family, then some of his dreams for the future, then a word about his mom and his dad and his younger brother and his baby sister. And there was a moment of communion, I and thou. A hand on the shoulder, a word of prayer, a moment of participation and a little acceptance and the beginnings of transformation out in the cold desert. What a blessing that lovely starry sky, the warm beverage, the cookies, the two older men, and a young airman second class. Now, some 55 years later, nearly, I know that what Jan's dad read in Denver is a full expression of the gospel truth. I've seen it, as you have, seen it with my own eyes, seen the gift reflecting the giver. The Christmas presence changes people, beginning with participation, continuing into acceptance, and completing us by transforming us. Nearly 55 years later, too, I know more fully the meaning of that Nevada story, and I know its truth. The Christmas presence heals us, beginning with participation, continuing into acceptance, and completing us in transformation. I just have to ask you, here in the joy of Christmas morning, can we accept our acceptance? Can we connect with our connection? Mild he lays his glory by, born that we no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Amen.
O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, come let us adore him. Sitting, standing, kneeling, head bowed or face to the rising sun, you are welcome to pray in the way that the Spirit moves you. In preparation for prayer, let us sing together, Lead Me, Lord. Father in heaven, joyfully and triumphantly we lift our voices in praise to you. With love and awe we embrace you. We thank you for your steadfast love and faithfulness, for you are the one who changes not, the one who was and is and evermore will be. We thank you for the word made flesh, for through Christ we know you. And through him, we know that salvation and forgiveness of sins are possible. We sing our praises to you. We proclaim our blessed Savior was born that we no more may die, born to raise us from the earth, born to give us second birth. And we know that he has died and he is risen. We give glory and praise to this promise fulfilled, and we look forward to the day when he comes again. We greet you with song. Jesus, to thee all glory is given. Abide with us, gracious Father. Be with those whose call to service keeps them away from their loved ones. We pray for those around the world who suffer from the indignities of injustice, the violence of war, and the apathy of their governments. We pray for the leadership of our country as well as the leaders around the world. Give strength and courage to the, those in the shadow of death. We pray for those at eternal rest, and we ask that you comfort the friends and loved ones who grieve for them. For the anxious, we pray for the peace of your presence. We pray for the sick and those undergoing medical procedures. Stand beside their caregivers, guiding their hands and focusing their minds. As children of God, we sing together Oh, come, let us adore thee, and yet we fail you. Merciful Father, we confess our sins, for we have not lived as you have taught us, and we have strayed from the path of peace. We humbly ask for your forgiveness. Willingly, we pray for the Holy Spirit to cleanse our hearts so that we may adore thee, Lord, by using our talents to nourish those who hunger for food, shelter, knowledge, acceptance, 
a kind word or a helping hand. Renew a right spirit within us so that we reflect your love with compassion and patience. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We call on you, O oh God, for you will answer us. Give ear to us and hear our prayers, for we offer them in the name of love's pure light. Amen. And now, as children of God, we pray as Emmanuel taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pause to invite you for a moment to help us to get to know you better. You may be here for the first time or listening for the first time. If you are with us in the nave and would be so inclined and so kind, would you join with the congregation in using the red pads, the ritual of friendship that's found on the center aisle, and signing your name and allowing us thereby to greet you by name and others in the pew to greet you personally as well. We draw your attention to notices printed in the bulletin and also and further on our website. Boston University is closed during this week, but we will be together again next Sunday morning for worship on New Year's Day and celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion together. We keep before us and in our prayers those members and participants in our Marsh Chapel community who are traveling in, the, in these days, particularly and among them many of our undergraduate students, graduate students, administrators, staff, and faculty. We send forth from this pulpit a, a happy Christmas greeting to those near and far, even as we pause now to make our offerings, to lift our offerings as part of our worship and praise of God. The ushers will wait upon you at this time.
Gracious and holy Trinity, this day we celebrate your loving gift of presence through the infant Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Bless and multiply these our gifts back to you of acceptance, participation, and transformation, that the giving may become receiving, and that the receiving may become giving. In the name of that same Jesus, Emmanuel, and in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. song of the angels is stilled, and the star in the sky is gone, and the kings and princes are home, and the shepherds are back with their flocks, then the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among people, to make music in the heart. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 